Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to Face Connecticut, an in-depth look at today's issues. Good morning and welcome to Face Connecticut. I'm Morgan Cunningham on WTIC News Talk 1080, Light 100.5, WRCH, and 96.5 TIC. Our guest this morning is Julio Concepcion. He is a state representative for Hartford. He is also the executive director of Hartford's Chamber of Commerce. And that's exactly what we're going to be focusing on this morning. Good morning, Julio. Good morning, Morgan. Good to be on. Yeah, thank you very much for joining us today for Face Connecticut. We're talking about the Heartlift program. And I'm not sure if everybody in Hartford is aware of Heartlift. It seems like it's a pretty new, very active viable thing going on in the city uh, to do a little bit of rejuvenation for businesses in the capital city. Could you tell us a little bit about how it got started and what it's all about? Yeah, and it is a a fairly new program. We uh, began working with the city uh, late last year uh, to see if we can come up with a program that would help leverage some of the American Rescue Plan Act funds that the city had uh, received uh, through the, the federal pandemic fund um, to see if we can uh, help leverage some of those dollars to really reactivate some of the vacant storefronts uh, that we have here uh, in, in the city of Hartford. So, you know, working with the city, with their development director, their corporate corporation council, and of course, uh, Mayor Bronin, uh, we we came up with this, this idea of this Heartlift uh, concept, uh, which would help uh, fund about $6 million worth of grants uh, that would go to property owners to help them offset some of the build-out costs once they get a tenant uh, in place. So we rolled out the program late last year, and uh, to be quite honest with you, uh, Morgan, we did not expect the overwhelming responses we have gotten to the program, which is amazing uh, to see the the activity, the uh, the you know the everyone wants more information on, on on the program it's been incredible over the last uh three months just to see this uh the program really delve into you know an actual program to help um uh activate some of the vacant storefronts uh here in, in the city so just to give you to, uh, quite some some examples in in the last three months or so we've received over 60 applications from vacant storefront owners uh, that are looking to fill um, some of their em- empty storefronts. With that, 
um, aside from that, I should say, uh, we've received almost 100 uh, pre-applications from entrepreneurs looking for uh, space in, in Hartford. Um, it's just been an incredible uh, sight to see uh, the response that this uh, program has gotten so far. And we're obviously hoping that it's a, it's a success to, to really reactivate some of the, the, uh, the this empty spaces that we've, we've seen uh, here in, in, in Hartford. Can this be done anywhere in Hartford? Is there one area in particular? I know that the area around Dunkin' Donuts Park has seen a lot of activity and interest in the last few years, but can this be done anywhere in the city? Yeah, absolutely. This is a citywide program uh, with, uh, you know, with the camp knowing that, you know, in our downtown, we do have a lot of concentrated uh, empty storefronts in downtown. So we knew right away going into it that um, there were going to be there was going to be a lot of activity in in our, our downtown. But we wanted to make sure that uh, people in the neighborhoods and property owners in the neighborhoods knew that this is this was a citywide program that it just wasn't a downtown program. Again, even though we have such a, a strong concentration of, of empty storefronts. So uh, we're working with, with merchants associations throughout the, throughout the city uh, with the NRZs, just to ensure that they know that these, this program uh, is active. Um, and, you know, we're getting um, great responses from, from both. Actually, the, the 60 applications that I mentioned, it's about a 50-50 split uh, between um, downtown and and the neighborhoods, which is which is what we were hoping for. Um, so so again, you know, this is this is a program. Uh, I should mention that uh, you know it's a fifty dollars per square foot, up to a hundred and fifty thousand dollar grant that can again can be used for build out costs once you you get a tenant uh, in place and the the the. Grant has to in downtown in the neighborhood downtown neighborhood has to be matched hundred uh, percent so it's a dollar for dollar uh, but in the neighborhoods it's actually a fifty percent match so if um, you know you you apply for a hundred thousand dollar grant you you just have to put up fifty thousand dollars that again would have to be used uh, to help you build out uh, whatever whatever business you have in their in their vacant property before the Heartlift program was available before the six million dollars was a thing did the city of hartford ever hear from people who had vacant stores and storefronts who said gee i wish there was some kind of help available it, has there been a demand for that in recent years but maybe the funds weren't available until now yeah you know it's it, it's an interesting because when we were building out the program um you know, we had several different ideas on what a program could potentially be here um, when, it, you know, leveraging some of these these ARPA funds. But uh, we went around myself, the, the mayor went around and and had conversations with property owners themselves and said, you know, if we had some type of program, what type of program would help you um you know, fill these vacant storefronts, what would move the needle? Um, and overwhelmingly, they said build out costs, helping sm small businesses with that kind of first set of bills, which is trying to uh, put yourself out there uh, as a new business. And it, it came out that, you know, more more often than not, the, the, uh, the answer was trying to help with build out costs. So uh, we heard from property owners, which is the reason we, we, we molded the, the program the way it is. But um, but I think, Morgan, I think you make a, a good point. I, I, I think the funds weren't available uh, right then and there, you know, prior to, to the pandemic. And, um, you know, we, we wanted to make sure that we leveraged this, this opportunity as much as possible. When we think about all of the people 
who are applying the storefronts? Is it for any kind of particular industry? Could it be any kind of job sector, business sector, uh, or is it very tailored, very specific as to what kind of a business can apply and get this kind of money? Sure, it, we we prioritize restaurants slash retail, um, and it, again, it can only be used for vacant storefronts that are kind of ground level. So you can't use it for for an office space on the second or third level of a of a, of a building. Um, but we've certainly been prioritizing retail and, and restaurant, and you know we have a, a strong restaurant scene. Uh, here in the city of Hartford that, you know, I, I believe over the next 12 to 18 uh, months is going to look even stronger. Um, but we've always lacked, uh, or at least the last, you know, decade or so lacked on the retail side. We have some some great uh, retailers here in the city that have been here for, for a long, long time, but we haven't been able to supplement uh, what what they do with, with getting other retailers. So we, we certainly want to uh, ensure that, uh, you know, anything that stores are open after five o'clock um, and people, you know, we activate the city as a, as a city, as an actual city um, and not just a nine to five that historically has, is kind of what Hartford has been uh, at least over the last couple of decades. Could you talk a little bit about the state of restaurants in the capital city of Hartford and talk a little bit more about maybe some excitement uh, or nervousness that people have about opening a restaurant, getting one up and running in Hartford, even with the Heartlift assistance. Yeah, it was it was certainly the the hardest hit industry, or one of the hardest hit industries that we had here uh, in the city of Hartford, particularly because uh, at least in downtown, we relied so heavily on our commuter base uh, and uh, employees from our larger uh, campuses coming in, having lunch, staying for happy hour, and and that such. Um, so when when the pandemic obviously happened and people were working from home, it certainly, um, you know, it, there was a void uh, of commuters that, you know, we couldn't fill with just the the the, uh, the residential base that we have here uh, in in downtown. So it has been uh, difficult for them, but we have a really, really resilient community business community here here in Hartford, particularly the, the restaurateurs who, um, you know, they, they took the opportunity to pivot uh, what they were doing, whether it's uh, focusing on, on dine out or focusing on, on takeout, um, but really um, seeing where the, where the feet on the street were. So normally it would be a, a noon lunchtime. Um, and, you know, with, with, again, individuals working from home, it was, we did, that was not existent anymore, but there were people that were still living here in in downtown um, that I think people the restaurant base started to cater to. So restaurants didn't open for lunch, but they they started opening a little later and uh, stayed open a little later for for the uh, the, the residents here. But I think it's um, you know over the last month or so, I you've certainly seen a lot more activity uh, here in, in in Hartford here in downtown. Uh, you know events that happen at the Excel Center surely help. Uh, the fact that, you know, our, our theater base, uh, our theater community is reopening and reopened with the Bushland Theater Works and, and the, the Hartford stage all opening up. So these are all uh, assets that um, that complement each other uh, here at Hartford. And we, we, we have to, you know, it's not just one thing or the other. We have to work as a community to, to ensure that they're both striving, right? So the arts community and the 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 resident or um, the restaurant community um, both kind of working together to 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 get that strong base back uh, to where we were. 
One event that just happened recently, and this is kind of a stray from Heartlift, but just talking in general about uh, the St. Patrick's Day Parade um, just last Saturday. And that was an exciting moment. Uh, it was delayed by a week, and uh, the weather was a little bit better. Not the brightest, sunniest day, but it was a little bit better. But was there like this big feeling of excitement in Hartford uh, for the business aspect in particular, because all of these people were going and taking part in the parade. Yeah, I think to be quite honest, I think there was a, a great sigh of relief um, with the, the business community because they, they they were waiting for this one large event for so long. You know, this is the 50th anniversary of the St. Patrick's Day Parade that has been, uh, you know, again, delayed for, for two years. Uh, so there was uh, this palpable excitement Leading up to it, and of course, as you mentioned, it was delayed for a week, but um, but you know the the excitement was still there, and you know it didn't rain uh, on the parade. I think there was uh, great excitement. People um, were, I think, excited to be back in, in for those who hadn't been back to the Hartford in quite some time to frequent some of their the the establishments here. Um, but there was a a some excitement here from the business community, knowing that such a large uh, event that had been missing for so long. So for, for two years uh, that was finally back uh, here in, in Hartford. Speaking with Julio Concepcion on face Connecticut this week, getting back to Heartlift for a moment, when it comes to the application process, you know, you have to have a vacant storefront. There are a few other requirements like a vacancy loss report, maybe some tax forms and IRS. Could you talk about some of the other technicalities that go into the application process if someone's interested in taking part in this Heartlift program? Absolutely. And it's uh, it's a fairly simple uh, application process, uh, but there are some some documents that, that you need to, to, to kind of fill out. Um, you know, the, the biggest uh, one is the COVID loss report, which we again make it very simple for you to to fill out. But the, these grants are um, intended for property owners who can show a loss due to the COVID pandemic because these are ARPA funds. There are very specific targeted um, ways that you can use these funds. Um, other things you you need obviously you need a tenant or uh, an LOI with with someone that that might be uh, coming into uh, your your vacant storefront. A, a budget, an estimated budget of of the the build out of the the space itself. So again, very easy kind of documents. We're we're trying to make this as, as simple as possible for individuals to to use. Um, but the um, the the intended purpose is, of course, to help those uh, property owners who were negatively affected by the pandemic by offering this this grant um, to help um, them help them leverage uh, other resources and try to get tenants into uh, paying tenants into their vacant storefronts. Some of my research tells me that some applicants were already able to receive funding. We're looking at Kenny's Restaurant, uh, Capital Ice Cream, Pretty Girl Inventory, and some others. Could you talk about some of these businesses, maybe some of their stories, what they're going to the city and saying to you guys, Julio, in getting this funding? We've uh, announced a few weeks ago our first 10 uh, approved grant grantees, applicants, um, and we're, we're certainly hoping to um, 
to roll out a few others uh, as early as, as this week. But uh, these uh, new restaurants, you know, there, there are some new uh, restaurants like the Kenny's, for example. So this is an empty storefront on Capitol Avenue uh, near the Red Rock Tavern for, for those uh, who know that that area very well. Uh, and Kenny's used to be where Red Rock is. So this is a little bit of a node uh, to the history of, of that particular block. But that vacant storefront had been um, was vacated due to COVID. So uh, the owners of, of the, the property were able to apply um, and use and are going to use the, the funds to retrofit that uh, that new restaurant into a new pizza parlor for for the block. There are some some great other other stories. Um, you know, one of our most active uh, restaurant tours here is, is is Gina from the Place to Be. And if you haven't visited the Place to Be, uh, either at least in the city of Harvard, either on Franklin or on uh, here in Constitution Plaza, I, I implore you to do so. It is a it, it's it's an amazing uh, establishment, but um, she's looking to open up um, a another uh, restaurant at the old firehouse uh, here in in downtown and on on Pearl Street. Who was you know again city owned um, and now uh, is owned um, uh, by a developer that that is looking to to fill that spot up. There's um, two other ones that I, I want to make sure I mention, just because there there's at and this is a little bit personal for me. One of my favorite streets in the city is, is Pratt Street. It's it's kind of an under we I thought an underutilized uh, street for for quite some time. And there's a lot of vacancies, a lot of concentrated vacancies on on the street. Um, and the street's not that long. It's 500. Feet and there's a lot of vacant storefronts there. But uh, in the first round out of the 10 uh, grantees, two of them uh, are uh, restaurants and a, a sports bar that are going, are planning to go on to, to Pratt Street. And we're we're looking and working with the, the uh, property owners um, of both sides of the streets to continue to try to fill that that such that important street that that vital which is vital here in 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 downtown uh, with um, with really cool and exciting um, restaurants and retailers. So what's next in the process? You have more people who've applied. Can people still apply? Is it too late? No, people can absolutely still still apply where you know we we work every day with the with the city of Hartford the city of Hartford obviously has final approval on on all the applications um and that's more to to ensure that any property or any business that goes into um a vacant property conforms with zoning and conforms with the plan conservation and development but every day we're working with them to um to make sure that that the, the grants are, are being reviewed uh, so people can still apply heartlift.com is is the website um, if you're a vacant uh, store owner I, I very much implore you to to look at the the website um, and the application process and and put in an application uh, for a if, if you again if you own a, a vacant storefront here uh, on the chamber side we're, we're actively working for, with those property owners who haven't identified uh a tenant yet um and see if we can match them with with someone that might make some sense uh in in their own property so even if they don't have a a, a identified tenant we're certainly here to to help work with them to see if um if we can play a little matchmaker uh with them with some of the other applicants that are uh, that are applying 
One question that just popped into my mind here, just to get a number, an idea, really, is there any set number on the number of vacant properties in Hartford that could possibly be taking advantage of this? Is there any number of the vacant storefronts? Yeah, it's it's a little hard to to quantify just because every property is different in in the sense of size of, of maximum um, the, the the grant that they can receive. Uh, but personally, I'm I'm looking at uh, at a number between fifty and sixty vacant properties uh, that could be filled ju- just using these these six million dollars um, from from the ARPA funds. Um, throughout the city of Hartford, again, not just in downtown, but throughout our major quarters uh, here in the, the city, um, that can again be used to to fill uh, and reactivate some some of these storefronts that have been vacant for for too long. What if you have a situation where you have two applicants, and they're both very similar? They're both hoping to get the same kind of money, maybe a similar story, even perhaps similar or same industry. But there's only so much money left to give out one more. What goes into that decision making? What goes into that process? Is it possibly split between the two applicants? What happens then? You know, we we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Uh, but yes, absolutely. You know, we we will be as as flexible as possible. You know, if there's there's a an opportunity to to split that grant amount where uh, you can you can have two two businesses that are still open. Uh, but at this point, I, you know, it's first come first serve. So that's why I'm trying to ensure that uh, these applicants start uh, continue to, to, to come in. What does it feel like to know that you've been involved in this process, helping to get some of the storefronts fixed up, occupied? Because I know that this has been a conversation for years in Hartford. So how do you feel personally knowing that you're being part of this? It's uh, it's an amazing feeling. And, um, you know, I live in, in Hartford. I'm raising a family here in the city. And, um, you know, it's it's great to see the the excitement um, back um, in the city of Hartford. You know, we, we we've gone through two really, really tough years um, here in the city of Hartford. And I think there's there is that palpable uh, excitement that, that things are happening um, here in the city of Hartford. So, you know, for, for those who haven't been, uh, back, um, it might, it will look very, very different in the next 12 to 18 months in a, in a, in a good way. Uh, you're going to have a lot more options on, on dining, on, on shopping. Um, and you know, the city, the city's gonna, gonna be here when, when you decide to come back. You were thinking out the next year and a half. What about the next five years? Is there a bigger picture? Is there a bigger goal and a plan to get there? Yeah, I think you know, with with all the the major projects that are happening throughout the the city of Hartford, you know, you mentioned uh, the, the the downtown North Crossings, and um, you know, are the projects down here in in Park and Maine that are two vital areas that are reconnecting uh, our downtown with our neighborhoods. I think those are the the projects that could be very very transformative. Everything that that's been happening around. Uh, both stadiums, both um, Dunkin' Donuts Park and um, Dillon Stadium, uh, now Trinity Health uh, Arena or Stadium over there. Um, I think, and and everything that's happening in Parkville. I mean, there there are some amazing things happening in this city that uh, that we out here on the chamber are trying to connect 
uh, and this is where these empty storefronts, the, the refilling these empty storefronts are so critical uh, for the connectivity of the city of Hartford, not just in downtown, but throughout our major corridors um, here in the city of Hartford. We just have maybe a minute or two left for Face Connecticut, and I truly appreciate your time, Julio. Is there anything else that you'd like to share and talk about when it comes to the Heartlift program? No, I just encourage individuals to uh, to check out our, our website, hartfordlift.com. There's plenty of information there on what we're trying to, uh, to accomplish. Um, and if anybody has ideas, you know, we're always taking ideas on what do you want Hartford to look like in the next three to five years? What are some of the 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 assets, uh, the amenities that you are looking for in your capital city? Let us know. Uh, we're happy to, to to reach out. I'll cold call anyone um, to try, try to get a, a, a restaurant, <clears throat> excuse me, a restaurant or another business here in, the, in, in Hartford. Julio Concepcion, State Representative and Executive Director of the Hartford City Chamber of Commerce. I really appreciate you being here this morning. Thank you, Morgan. Great conversation today about the Heartlift program. I'm Morgan Cunningham signing off for this week's Face Connecticut. We'll do it all over again next weekend. Face Connecticut is a production of the News and Public Affairs Department of WTIC Radio. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.